the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. We're going to talk rolling recession stock market valuations, what's next, and much, much more today. Yesterday, all three major markets, the NASDAQ, the S&P 500, and the Dow were lower, with the Dow being the least low, and the NASDAQ being the biggest loser yesterday. That's because that's how it's played out this year, with the Dow having the least upside and the NASDAQ having the most upside throughout the year. A little bit of profit-taking, a little bit of steam running out of the market rally. Next big moment that I can see right now, well, I think the Fed kind of took a little steam out of the market yesterday for sure, saying that there are going to be two more interest rate hikes and it's going to happen. And it's going to take time for inflation to come down. So don't expect us to lower interest rates until it does. So he's sticking with his guns. What he should have done was said something along the lines of he was in front of Congress and they were grilling him like people in my district, they need help. They need to lower the interest rates so they can buy a home. And what he should have said was, I want to be fighting inflation if you didn't send $4 trillion out to U.S. constituents during the pandemic. Does have a point if he were to say that, but he ain't going to say that. He's too much of a nice guy. Um, headlines. India's Prime Minister Modi arrived in the United States uh, Tuesday, and he basically did the state dinner thing. He met with CEOs from Apple, Microsoft, FedEx, and Marriott. He got a Tesla promise. The prime minister met with self-proclaimed Modi uh, fan, Elon Musk. Musk said Modi pushed for significant investments in India, which Musk said he intends to make. The Tesla CEO said the company will be in India as soon as humanly possible. Yesterday, I did a long piece on um, Tesla superchargers, now basically the de facto standard. And that's a win for Tesla. Big win. Big, big win. Not as big as the cars. Still, it's pretty darn good to be the fuel station for electric vehicles. Search widens. Time is run out for the missing Titanic sub. Um, the only way this applies to the investment world is to say that people will spend big money to go to space and spend big money to go down to the bottom of the ocean. Um, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense for me. Um, it's just it's Elon Musk said, I'm not going to Mars. I'd die. But he wants someone to go to Mars. Uh, what else do we have to hit? The FTC claimed Amazon duped users into getting Prime and then made it incredibly tough to get out of Prime. Prime is a 139 a year service. The lawsuit claims Amazon did this by making it hard for customers to buy products without a Prime membership, utilizing dark patterns, which is a design tactic that subtly convinces users to perform a specific action to get people to enroll in Prime without their consent. They designed a cancellation process that took six clicks. Um, ultimately, six clicks, um, were, were, um, which would was referred to internally as the Iliad flow. 
a reference to Homer's doorstep epic poem with Trojan horses. Uh, it doesn't look great, does it? Amazon leadership is being accused of being complicit in tricking and trapping customers, saying that they slowed or rejected changes that would have made it easier for users to cancel Prime because these changes adversely affected their bottom line. The FTC proposed the rule changes in March that would require companies to make canceling a subscription as easy as signing up for one. That's, I don't know if this is the Biden administration, but uh, Ticketmaster is now going to show you the whole cost of the ticket. Like the whole cost of a, a loaf of bread at a grocery store. I, th- I think that's a good thing. Uh, old man Joe refers to it as, uh, I'm not, I'm not going to get into a old man Joe impression, but he refers to it as, you know, the, the hidden junk fees. And, and I appreciate that. Is it the most important thing that Congress has ever done? No. Or the president? No. But would I vote for a candidate if they said we'll get rid of junk emails and uh, junk uh, robo phone calls? That's actually would be one of my top 20 things that I, I would say. Yeah, that's I, you seem to have the consumer at heart. Lab grown meat has been greenlit for sales in the United States. Think about that one for a minute. Lab grown chicken greenlit for U.S. sales. Some diners will soon be able to skip the egg and get straight to the chicken. Two barrier based startups received the go ahead yesterday from the Department of Agriculture to sell lab grown poultry to American consumers for the first time. Wow. Supporters of slaughter free cultured meat, which grows from a sample of an animal's cells, say this is a big step for, toward a more humane, environmentally friendly meat industry. But the challenge of scaling production could keep cultured meat a novelty for those who can afford it. Uh, until he gets volume, volume, volume. And remember Beyond Meat. That was a sexy, sexy, sexy stock for six to nine months. As my kid doesn't want to eat things with faces. But dad doesn't want to pay for hamburger meat that's $9.99 a pound instead of $6.99 a pound. So the story was sensational. But then it it never filled us up, so to speak. Explosion in Paris injured more than 30 people. No determination of cause as of yet from yesterday. Marvel Studios used AI to make the opening credits for its new Secret Evasion show, and the artists are not happy about it. So we're starting to see real jobs lost. Uh, very interesting, right? I wrote ad copy for Pints and Portfolio uh, completely with uh, ChatGPT, and it, it did a fine job. You can learn more about Pints and Portfolio this weekend in San Carlos. It's a portfolio review, complimentary, and uh, I'll buy you a beer, and we'll sit out in the sunshine on the peninsula and, and chat stocks on any questions that you have. Drive me an email at rob at robblackshow.com if you want more information, or to go check it out at robblackshow.com under events. Elsewhere, uh, the stock market's rally effort has started to stall this week. Uh, a battery of central bank rate hikes across the world, a Morgan Stanley downgrade of Tesla to equal weight from overweight, losses in Boeing, and supplier Spirit Aerosystems said it will suspend factory operations after employees represented by the International Association of Machinists decided to strike. Ford has a potential strike looming, just FYI. 
Fed Chairman Jerome Powell suggested yesterday before the House Finance Services Committee that the Fed may not be done rising, raising rates, saying there could be possibly two more rate hikes before the end of the year if the economy performs as expected. He really, really wants the economy to slow down. Like, look at how home prices. He can't win. Uh, there's just not enough homes at this point in time, so people are willing to overpay and get into 6% mortgages. I look at my mortgage under um, 3.5% as an asset. I'm not going to let go of it. So eventually, uh, my home's going to get a little tired, and I'll, I'll do some upgrades and repairs inside the house instead of giving up that mortgage. So think of that when you start thinking about Home Depot and Lowe's. In conclusion today, we're seeing some strong mega cap stocks. We're seeing rising treasury yields. We're digesting the morning's economic data. The Bank of England, Norges Bank, Swiss National Bank all raised their policy rates, stoking lingering concerns about global inflation and the lag effects of rate hikes potentially impacting global growth. One question in front of Congress yesterday that Jerome Powell uh, answered was, uh, how are we faring compared to other countries? And I guess we're the best country economically speaking in the world. Whoa. 30. Big event coming up this weekend, Pints and Portfolios in San Carlos, 1 o'clock to 4 o'clock. It's probably going to be about 1 to 3, to be realistic. We don't have a lot of people signed up, but if you want a free complimentary portfolio review, talk to someone who can give you second opinions. Like uh, my business EP has a friends and family day. This is your friends and family day, so to speak. You're part of my family, and you're definitely one of my friends. Sign up for the event Sunday, 1 to 4 at robblackshow.com. Join Rob Black in San Carlos Sunday, June 25th for Pints and Portfolios, a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with 500000 or more in investable assets. Drop by Sunday afternoon from 1 to 4 for a little sunshine, some financial chit-chat, and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from Ryan Ignacio, CFP from EP Well. Advisors. Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required. So go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Let's hit some headlines, shall we? CEO Ford said Tesla's Cybertruck is only for Silicon Valley people. That's funny. Talking smack. Jim Farley said Ford wasn't threatened by the EV maker's upcoming EV pickup, adding that made that he made trucks for real people. We do real work. I, I, it's something funny about that, right? And if you take a look at the Cybertruck, just because it's an EV, and I don't know how we're going to get over this problem, is when you haul things or when you have extra weight in your, your electric vehicle, it loses mileage. So if it's charged to 300, you may only get 150 if you're towing something or 120 if it's real heavy. And that's not good. Uh, that's a problem. And I, 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 I got to agree with the CEO of Ford on this one. It's kind of silly looking vehicle. It doesn't look like it's got a lot of space for carrying. Haven't tested one, but that's the fact, Jack. Another funny story of the day. Tesla and Twitter CEO Elon Musk challenged Mark Zuckerberg to a cage match yesterday. 
Zuckerberg, who does jujitsu, has apparently agreed by saying, send me location. Three words. Uh, I don't know. Do we need celebrity death matches? The proposed location is in Vegas in the octagon. United Airlines said they're going to send flight disruption vouchers to travelers' phones. This is actually, I think, a really nice idea. Not exactly sure how it's going to be pulled off. But have you ever been in a flight scenario with your family and you call the airline and you're put on hold for one hour, two hours, and then you get hung up on accidentally? So United Airlines will start sending meal and hotel vouchers to traveler smartphones via its app and website. The change will help stop customer service bottlenecks over the phone and at the airport. The airline provides food vouchers for delays of at least three hours caused by an airline by the airline and provides hotel vouchers when travelers are forced to stay overnight. It seems like this is like, did it take us this long to figure this out? Now, then again, we're going to get into a scenario where dad books the trick ticket. His phone is tied towards the credit card. Junior takes the flight. Junior misses the flight due to a snowstorm. I, I could see some snags in the system. You're already stressed out, but this seems to be moving in the right direction for flight disruptions of at least three hours caused by the airline, such as maintenance or technology issues. Hotel vouchers when travelers are forced to stay overnight because of a delay or a cancellation by the airline. Seems to be moving in the right direction. So let's us keep moving in the right direction, shall we? Um, let's talk a little more social security. I think every year we get into some themes and one of my retirement tips this year is let's really dig into social security. One of the big stories the last year was inflation and we all got to learn more and more about it. And I showed you the history that when the fed raises interest rates, the markets tend to tank. And when the fed stops raising interest rates, the markets tend to take off. So that's one of the reasons we've had this recent market rally. It's not just AI. So let's talk about some social security issues. I want you to go to ssa.gov. Um, and I want you to start looking at that data. There's a lot of information out there and some of it's wrong on you. There's a formula that, that the social, uh, social security administration uses to, to factor how much you deserve and how much you've earned by what you've put in. I was missing a whole year when I checked probably about 10 years ago. And I was like, what's up with that? Sent off an email, um, sent off proof of my tax returns and dun, 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 dun. They um, changed the data. And last year, you heard about a record increase in Social Security benefits, cost of living adjustment, the COLA, as it's known as cost of living adjustment. So this year's number is different than last year's number. I want you just to be an informed investor. I do something with my company, EP, not my company. I work for a company called EP Wealth. Um, sold my old company too. And we, we do a weekly update called the Informed Investor Market Update. I put a copy of it because my company is very kind and lets me do this at my YouTube channel, which is Rob Black Show. Subscribe to it. Uh, I put all my TV work there as well as the radio show. Uh, worthy of note, right? Um, there's only one right retirement age. That's a myth. That is a misconception. 
Some people think it only makes sense to claim your benefits at 62. I think that's a horrible idea. Others believe 65 is the best choice because that's when Medicare starts. Some are set on filing their full retirement age, which will ultimately get you 30% uh, higher than your, your early number. Some people do 66 to 67. Um, we're all going to be different, but it's a misconception to think you should do it at 62. And it's going to financially hurt you. Now, I'm in a situation where I'm a high earner and my spouse is not. Um, if she chose, she can take Social Security at 62. And when I die, if I take mine at 70 and I die at 75, she can take over mine. Another big misconception is waiting until 70 to maximize your benefits is always the right option. Now, I just knocked taking it at 62, so let's talk about 70. I just gave you an example of where it doesn't make sense or it could make sense to take it earlier. Every month you delay filing past your full retirement age, Social Security will increase your payment by two-thirds of 1% or 8% per year. That's a really nice bump and absolutely worth considering. But waiting's not right for everyone. Um, albeit in smaller payments, you can travel and enjoy other activities. If you're obese and think you're going to die early, you might want to consider it. If you've got large medical bills, um, it's a lot going on there, right? So there is no right answer. I think there's just misconceptions. There is also a misconception that social security is ultimately in danger of disappearing. We've seen the news stories since we were probably 15, 16 years old. Unless something's done to fix the trust long-term funding problems of security recipients, benefits may be reduced in the future. I'm not, Chad is CFP, right? And Stephanie Richmond, who I talked to yesterday. Um, she's amazing. I really like her. I wish I can get her on more, but she's just so busy. Um, but we were talking about social security benefits. And she goes, well, you don't even use them in, in financial plans. I'm going to meet with a couple who's 40 years old. They're going to come to the Pints and Portfolio event this weekend. And they're, I think they're too young. They've got nice assets. They've done a great job. They're big fans of the show. I really appreciate it. But I don't think they need to work with a financial planner yet. I think they need to start looking at things that a financial planner may or may not be right for them on. Um, but... You don't even factor in social security when you're that young, a financial planner. Um, or you put a very light, light weighting on it is the right way of saying it. It's more like shade. Big event coming up Sunday, 1 to 4 in San Carlos at a local brewery. Uh, sign up for the event if you have $500,000 or more and want a complimentary portfolio review or to talk financial planning. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Let's talk a little housing. Sales of previously owned homes were essentially flat in May compared to April. 20.4% lower year over year. That's egregious. I'm, I was looking at a friend uh, who I used to live next to, and I'm going to try to meet with him this weekend. And long story short, 
um, he got a job at Facebook and his wife got a job as a realtor and she can't find homes to sell because they're just slim inventory. And he got laid off because he's one of those middle level managers. Sometimes I feel very lucky on how my career has played out. I don't know if you ever feel that. The slow spring sales pace is a combination of still high prices, higher mortgage rates, and a critical shortage of homes. Yesterday, we got a little bit of a gleam of hope when we saw permits go higher. But last night, you heard from a big home building company. They don't want to have, they don't want to build too many homes because they're not going, they're not selling fast. And they're afraid that we hit a recession. They have suddenly a, a ton of inventory that they thought they were going to get a higher price for that they have to slash prices on. There's only 1.08 million homes on the market. That's 6% lower than the supply last year at this time. All the current sales pace um, data that we have represents it's a basically a three-month supply. Six months is considered a balanced market, and three months is not. Um, before COVID, there was twice as many homes on the market for sale. I think this is all very interesting data. So three-month supply on a home, housing, and again, if you learn anything today's show, find something that you grab. It, it, it's the seller's market. So we're in a very unique situation where housing prices should be falling, but because there's so few homes for sale, people that need homes are having to get into them. And maybe sometimes they're selling stocks. Maybe sometimes they're uh, over leveraging. Sometimes they're just rich. Newly constructed homes are selling at a pace reminiscent of pre-pandemic times because of the abundant inventory in that sector. However, existing homes activity is down sizably due to the current supply being roughly half the level of it was in 2019. That's an aggressive number. So inventory supply is half of what it was in 2019. The average interest rate on a mortgage right now is 7%. That's hardcore. So it's been bouncing around. It's been 6%, 6.5%, March was the highest. And, you know, if you have good credit, and that's one of the reasons there's a great app called Credit Karma, it's free. And it does a really nice job of showing you your credit scores and your open credit and your debt. It's interesting. Sometimes um, EP Wealth has a really cool... uh, aggregator of your data and it shows you financially where you stand on a day-by-day basis and it shows you it does projections for you Um, and it was wild the most aggressive monte carlo scenario i saw for me i would have had over 300 million dollars like at age 90 if i don't spend (laughs) i keep saving at the pace that i've saved wow so um but EP Wealth does a nice, real nice job of aggregating for a site. Uh, it's a, a service they call eMoney. And that's why I use a financial planner is for the services, not for the portfolio management. The portfolio manager is part of it. But you use it for projections. You use it for tax efficiency. Um, access to alternative investments, whether they be alternative credit, alternative uh, debt, or alternative uh, real estate. And... That's just the difference between sometimes the way I line up versus the way you line up. 
anyway, uh, what I was getting at there is EP's got a tool called eMoney that it does a really nice job of showing me my worth and it shows me all my debts and my liabilities, my assets, my uh, <clears throat> my account, her account, the kids account, things like that, right? But Credit Karma does a nice job if you just want to see how much is on your credit cards, how much is on all of your homes that you might own. Strong demand has kept a floor under home prices, which would normally drop more given the slow pace of sales. The median price of an existing home sold in May was $396,100, which is 3% lower than this time last year. Prices in the Northeast and Midwest fell, but prices rose in the South. And uh, no, 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 I got that one wrong. Prices rose in Northeast and Midwest. Prices fell in the South and the West. Uh, the largest price drop in over a decade. Um, yes, but we should be down a lot lower. Lower priced homes are seeing the most activity while sales of homes in all price tiers are now lower compared with a year ago. Sales of homes priced between 250 and 500,000 are down 12%. Total sales of homes priced between 750 and 1 million are down 21%. I told you that school got out for the kids in my county last Monday and or last Friday and instantly three homes went up for sale and they will be snatched up. You can go to a a realtor showing and there could literally be human feces on the wall and people go, I want this house. And you're like, what is up with that? It's a hot market. With fewer homeowners poised to become sellers in 2023, buyers have a tough road ahead. The revised 2023 outlook expects that there will be some positives, namely a gradual decline in mortgage rates beginning mid-year and a continued softness in home prices that will stabilize high housing costs. A lot going on in real estate, huh? The housing market is so tight that home prices are up 44% before the pan- uh, They're up fr- over 44% from where the pandemic started. I got so lucky. I had bought a vacation home for my kids uh, two years before the pandemic. And when the pandemic hits and I didn't really want to be in a 1600 square foot house. So I was like, let's go to the mountains for school online. This seems like the way to go. If we're not going to be able to hang out with the neighbors and socialize, uh, let's get some nature beauty. in. the only problem with that is uh, I'm a science person. And let's just say some people in the mountains are not. And at one point in time, I was wearing a mask in a gas station with my son and just this, this silly hick of a, uh, a human being. Because um, look, it's Halloween. He's wearing a mask. And I'm like, dude, if you're going to insult me in front of my kid, get ready for me to swing. Don't insult the man in front of his kid. And he shut up. Good thing I didn't have to swing. <laughs> this is all I'm going to say. I'll throw that one out there for you. And I'll be quite honest. Um, one final idea that I want to get across in this segment is, are you rich? And this is something that I've been playing with recently. The recent Schwab survey, it revealed that to be quote unquote rich, you need $2.2 million dollars. Net worth is the sum of your assets minus your liabilities. 
people with the top 1% of net worth in the United States in 2022 had 10.8 million in net worth. The top 2% had a net worth of 2.4 million. The top 5% had 1,030,000. The top 10% were at 854,000. The top 50% 522,000. Um, just throwing that out there for you. The wealthiest people in the United States are between 65 and 74. And obviously the poorest are under 35. I like playing with the idea of wealth as a concept to see where you are. Um, I know people worth tens of millions who they're miserable. They've been in wealth accumulation phase and they haven't been in enjoying life while that's been happening. Big event coming up this Sunday. We're talking about wealth. If you have a net worth of over 500,000 and you want to talk stocks or investments, uh, if you want to talk, are you ready for financial planning? Are you financially prepared for the, the retirement? Uh, we have a few people signed up, not as many as I'd like. Uh, poor execution by my radio station of, of, of running the spots. And uh, ultimately, it's summertime and people just aren't as interested. Um, because it's time to take a little bit of a vacation, and I get it. But you can sign up for the event in San Carlos. It's going to be at a brewery, just off 101. You can sign up and fill out a couple uh, questions, and let's talk. Let's, let's hang on. I'll bring a CFP, Ryan Ignacio, with me. Um, everything's free. I'll even cover a beer, maybe two, for you. Um, hopefully, you can come on out. I'm Rob Black. You can sign up for the event at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Last quick concept that I want to hit this segment is a rolling recession and the economy is turning into a rolling recovery. I heard an analyst refer to as we are slipping into a recovery, not falling, not falling into a recession. So there's still kind of a negative downward slope into the recovery. A rolling recession in the economy is turning into a rolling expansion. The resilience of underlying sectors of the economy should help limit stock market downside from this point on. Um, the rolling recession is turning into that rolling expansion across uh, many sectors. What happens after a rolling recession? Perhaps a rolling expansion. So we're seeing a lot of weakness in sectors like energy, but we're seeing a lot of strength in sectors like technology. Um, strong housing starts in May is the reason to believe that the recovery in the economy is real and underway, given that housing represents a sizable chunk of the U.S. economy. Don't forget you can sign up for the event in San Carlos this Sunday, 1 to 4 at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. I'm Rob Black. We can talk Bitcoin for uno momentero. BlackRock applied for a spot Bitcoin exchange traded fund this week. It's a comically large asset manager, um, another comically large asset manager, Invesco, reapplied for approval to offer a spot Bitcoin ETF. Um, how do I want to go about this? Another company that's not one of the huge mega banks or mega brokers of the world uh, filed for an ETF through Wisdom Tree or spot Bitcoin. Why would they want to do this? Why would a $10 trillion in asset manager, BlackRock, and a $1.5 trillion asset manager, Invesco, 
decide the time is right. You got to really start thinking about it. There's a lot going on. Financial institutions are making money and offering a spot Bitcoin ETF is a way to make money. That's one simple theory. They want to make money off the people who want to trade it. A second theory is if you operate under the assumption that BlackRock has clients and some of those clients have money that they want to give to BlackRock, that those clients are willing to pay BlackRock to take care of that money, that BlackRock needs to listen to their clients and do the leap of faith, even though their executive has said some very disparaging things about Bitcoin. But if his clients say, we're interested in getting crypto exposure, if you don't have the way for doing that, BlackRock, then we'll take our business elsewhere. And if BlackRock charges 50 basis points to one percentage point to manage your assets, they don't want to lose you taking a million, two million, five million to another institution. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink once called Bitcoin an index of money laundering. I talked to my producer during this segment uh, break, and he's a believer. I'm not um, because I have a high salary and I spend a lot of money in the economy. And I've never once said, you know, do you take Bitcoin? Um, I see it as basically a digital trading card or a digital asset, which we don't necessarily need digital assets. Now, some people see the dollar as a printed paper asset, not necessarily backed by gold. I don't know what to tell you on Bitcoin. I would go with the theory, if you do want to own some 1% to 5% is the right amount. If it does well, you do well. If it does poorly, you don't get wiped out. Um, But I would also say that all the coins just seem criminal to me. Um, Dogecoin, I'm not going to say too disparaging of commentary on it. But it seems to be I buy it and I hope other people buy it so I can sell it. Uh, And the Binance's of the world and the Sam Bankman Freed's of the world, they just need to go away because they are not Larry Fink. They are not Fidelity. They are not Schwab. And you deserve high quality institutions, not institutions that are willing to hide in foreign countries so as not to be arrested in the United States. If you're a state in the United States, I'd rather you work with people in the United States because if they do tend to be criminals like Sam Bankman Freed, then they don't take your money and run. Bitcoin's above 30000 today. Worthy of note. Um, I find this world very fascinating. There's a woman who wrote an article comparing Taylor Swift era's tour with Beyonce's uh, current tour. And she works for the New York Times, and she's a freelance writer, I believe. Uh, she, I've seen her in multiple publications, so that's as much as I can say. They, she said, I liked Beyonce's concert a little bit better than Taylor Swift's. Swifties have threatened to kill her. It is a crazy, nutty world we live in that even an author of an article saying, you know, Taylor's was good, but I really enjoyed Beyonce's. You're not allowed to have that opinion without getting death threats to you, your family, your friends. Um, She's been called by Swifties uh, that she's a groomer, that she's getting underage kids into sex. Like, what is going on with why do we have to be like that? And you look at Taylor Swift and Taylor Swift doesn't say a damn thing. She's insanely quiet she doesn't ask her swifties to calm down because her swifties are the people that stream her music nonstop. the swifties are the ones who uh, pay big bucks to go to the concerts 
Let me give you another example of you're not allowed to have an opinion anymore or you're not allowed to have an opinion that doesn't agree with mine. Um, there was an interview done by some comics of some Trump supporters and basically said, if you had top secret information, it'd be a pretty bad idea to store it in a bathroom, right? And they're like, sure, it would be bad. So the comics were pointing out that a lot of people are getting information that they only want to hear, even though that directly lined up to what the news is reporting on Trump hiding classified documents on nuclear secrets in a bathroom. The people who support him won't even hear the other side. Let me give you one more example of how crazy this world is on having an opinion right now or not having an opinion or not being educated to find the truth. Um, there's a porn actress. Her name is Adriana Chechik. Um, she's also a Twitch streamer. So she plays video games. She's every teenage boy's dream. Like she's curvy in all the right places. Um, and she plays video games. Like seriously, do you eat pizza too? Um, she has a negative opinion on Activision Blizzard's new game Diablo 4 saying it's kind of boring and repetitive. And she's getting hate on Twitter and, and feedback that she sucks and she's a horrible person. Um, I find that just no one's allowed to have an opinion anymore. So I hide my opinions, but I really don't, do I? Taking a look at the stock market today, we're having uh, a mixed day. Um, some things are going up. Some things are going down. Overall, it feels like the market is going to be looking for its next big catalyst, which would be inflation coming down in July, early July. So we don't have to wait that long. The S&P 500 is down five. The Dow is down 78. The Nasdaq is down up 20. You can find me online at Rob Black Show. You can also find me this weekend in San Carlos talking my opinions on financial planning and preparedness at a local brewery to sign up for the event go to robblackshow.com it's robblackshow.com sunday one to four join rob black in san carlos sunday june 25th for pints and portfolios a less formal event at a local watering hole for those close to retirement with five hundred thousand or more in investable assets drop by sunday afternoon from one to four for a little sunshine some financial chit chat and a complimentary portfolio review or financial snapshot from ryan ignacio cfp from ep wealth advisors Whether you're on the road to retirement or already there, this financial snapshot can provide you with a second opinion analysis of where you are and highlight areas for improvement and opportunities for growth. Go to robblackshow.com and click the events tab. Find Pints and Portfolios and click to register. You'll answer a few simple questions about your situation and your confirmation email will provide all the details on the event and how to schedule your portfolio review. Space is limited and registration is required, so go to robblackshow.com today. That's robblackshow.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.